on the Special Needs Parent podcast today, we are addressing an issue that so many special needs parents butt up against, and that is the issue of divorce in the special needs family. Marianne Hughes is a coach, a certified divorce coach, and she specializes in working with divorce that's happening related to children with special needs. Marianne, I can't, I can't wait to explore all that you have to teach us because this is such a common problem that I've heard about from special needs parent after special needs parent. In fact, I think you have some statistics that you might share with us as well. Certainly. I'm so happy to be here, Marsha. Thanks so much for inviting me to be on your show. And yes, this subject is dear and dear to my heart. I am the mom of two boys on the autism spectrum. And several years ago, unexpectedly, I had to face divorce after 21 years of marriage. And so the process was difficult. Divorce in itself is difficult anyway. But trying to figure out how to plan for the future and the security of special needs children, that was the main concern in my divorce. So granted, you know, it's difficult for me to process emotionally, but I made the divorce to be about how to best get the, get the best result for my children and trying to figure out what I had to do in that process. And it was very overwhelming because it's not a, Field that a lot of people know about. A lot of lawyers really are not familiar with all the intricacies. And yeah, as you mentioned, it's a very high incidence of divorce among special needs families in the U.S. I've heard numbers as high as 70, 80, even 85 percent of families with a child with a disability end up facing divorce. So it's a real issue. And yeah, you don't go into you know, marriage or, you know, a situation thinking you're going to get divorced and it can happen anytime. Sometimes the the families and the kids are young and sometimes like mine, they're older. Um, so it can happen anytime. So I want people to be aware of what's out there, even though you may not be affected personally, you may know someone that is, or you may, you know, I hate to say it, but sometimes, you know, it may happen to you. So there's things to, you know, keep in mind and hopefully it doesn't, but if it does know that there's things that you can do to protect yourself, protect your kids. And if you are facing it, how you can proceed to to get the best result for you and for your child. Drawing on what you told me, you said that it was quite a few years. It took quite a few years for you all to work through the process of getting that divorce finalized. And part of the reason was, as you said, that you made up your mind, well, divorce is inevitable here, but our children have to be taken care of. And so you went in there with a mindset of let us look at their needs and let us plan for how we will see to their needs into the indefinite future. And that meant that you not only had to learn, but you had to teach. You had to teach the very same people who were serving you as your legal support, uh, including the judge, including your attorneys or lawyers, whatever the term is that in your area, they, they call themselves. And you had to become advocate for your child and also advocate for yourself. So you did mention to me that that education be, be, 
began you on a road that you didn't necessarily expect to be on. And coming out of the process, you realize that you now had so much knowledge that you could not keep to yourself because you were seeing people all around you with that need to know. If a parent goes into a divorce um, negotiation and does not have the requisite knowledge to ask the right questions and to push for resolution of issues in advance, then the situation gets drawn out even longer while amendments have to be negotiated and new questions need to be asked because there would have been blind spots earlier on. And so you were pointing out to me that the people that you work with as your one-on-one -on -one clients get the benefit of working through what are the questions and what are your preferences as opposed to Marianne's preferences because each person has a different answer even though the questions may begin the same. So tell me a little bit about your journey as a one-on-one -on -one coach for, for divorce for special needs parents, please. Yeah, so I love how you summarize everything so well. And that is very true is that I put my kids first and the reason my divorce took so long, several years, and I end up having to go to trial, which is very rare in divorce cases, is that I had to make sure that my kids' needs will be addressed in the short and long term. And so, whereas in, uh, say, in the U.S. where I'm located, um, child support um, may end at 18. Well, that's not going to work for me or for my kids because their needs are ongoing. And so I had to figure out what my kids would be doing after age 18, what their needs would be, what they might do in the future and what those things would cost. So I could try to figure out how we could come to an agreement in the divorce process in terms of child support, in terms of division of assets and other things to fund the children's needs in the future. And it wasn't easy to do that. And so um, a lot of times divorce is just you know, taking care of the immediate um, situation and say, okay, well, we'll get child support till age 18. Well, that's not gonna work for special needs families who have ongoing needs. So yeah, the, you've gotta get a team of people in place who understand what the um, considerations are for special needs divorce. Like you said, there's certain things that need to be done a certain way to be able to protect the child in the future, not just when they're young, but when they're 18 and then they're eligible for benefits in the future, if there's money coming to them, either in terms of child support or other um, assets they may have, they become ineligible for some of the government benefits. And that's something we don't want for our children, especially as, as we pass or we try to you know, find ways to support them. We wanna do it in such a way that protects them, not takes benefits and money away from them. And so that's a key thing is we wanna provide money for the kids but also do it in such a way that doesn't um, disturb or um, have them at risk of losing their monies or other benefits as well. So that's, that's a big part of the equation. But yeah, try to find people who are knowledgeable in that was very difficult. Um, it was kind of a learn as you go experience for me. I couldn't find really very many people who have this experience. And so I spent so much time, money and effort trying to figure things out I didn't want all that knowledge to go to waste. So I created my company, Special Family Transitions, and I've been doing, like you said, one-on-one -on -one coaching and working to get a great result for my clients as well and educating them and 
and doing whatever they need in their situation. Like you said, every situation is different. Every special needs child is different. And so I work with people one-on-one -on -one and help them get ready for what's out there in the future, get them in the right uh, mindset and all the tools and supporting them all the way through, whether it's before divorce, during, or even after as well. And so, yeah, so I, but a lot of people maybe can't work directly with me. And so I have all this knowledge to share. There's so many families who maybe don't know about me yet or don't know these services exist. And so I wanted to be, make it more accessible to a larger audience of people who need this information. So I decided to kind of condense my information, my top tips for success in divorce. And I created a course for the very first time. And so literally it just was launched this week. And so um, I'm real proud to say that I've kind of put together my top tips for success in a special needs divorce. It's kind of targeted towards moms because that's the perspective I take, but definitely it's, it's great information for anybody in terms of how to you know, plan for their child and get through divorce in a fashion that's in a positive, um, productive fashion. So I believe in putting your best foot forward, having this be about the child, not about the emotions, because divorce, when it comes down to it, is really a legal and financial transaction. And so everything else that's associated with it, you know, I can help as a coach, or you can find other people to support you to kind of work through emotions and all the struggles associated with that. But, but I always tell people, you know, you have a lawyer and you have a, hopefully a good lawyer who knows what they're doing, but they're there um, to get you and your child the best result. They're not there to work through maybe your emotional issues or maybe brainstorm some things that they may not know about what will work for a parenting plan. What's going to work for your child? What, you know, what does a good schedule look like between you and dad and how things should be? So that's something that you know, I help people think about, about different creative ways that they can approach the situation um, so that the child gets really the, the best available solution given what both parents can provide. So often when I look at television shows with lawyers, you hear the judge saying, well, counselor, tell me what your opinion is, but not that kind of counselor, right? So it occurred to me that this journey of going through divorce is a very emotionally fraught and intense one. And one of the things that heavy emotions does is it prevents you from being so grounded mentally. It interrupts your ability to plan and to see clearly because you are so scattered and you are so anxious and you are so stressed. So having somebody who says to you, listen, I've been there and I have been able to separate my emotional self from my logical self. And here's the, the logic that needs to go into this process. Here are the list of considerations that you need to make sure you work through, because this is going to make sure that in your legal process, nothing is skipped that needs to be the foundation of every agreement. So when I thought about every time I do an interview with a special needs parent for this show, if I haven't had the experience myself, I try to put myself in the shoes of the person. So I'm imagining if I were going through a divorce and I really feel I would be a basket case because there are so many hopes and dreams that now you have to deconstruct and reconstruct. And there's so much hurting and doubt and fear and so on that comes up. And I would love to 
have somebody who says, sure, I'll hold your hand through it. But one of the things that special needs parents face is a shortage of, of, of resources in general. I can't even say of financial resources. We are short on energy, we are short on sleep, we are short on time, we are short on funds, and the list goes on and on. So there are not so many parents who would choose to go into a one-on-one -on -one coaching situation because even if they could pull off the funds, finding the time to do a consistent meeting over many weeks or even months is going to be so demanding that it's difficult. And you acknowledged to me that that was your consideration. You wanted to give some starting guidance to a parent who was in this situation so that they could affordably and in a very short time, bring themselves up to a platform where they had a lot of knowledge to go and start the interaction with the legal process. So I want to actually, it's not normal for me on this show to specifically talk about a course, but I think this course is one that's going to change so many parents' lives. So I wonder if you could maybe tell us a little bit about, you know, the premise on which that course is structured. Sure, I'd be happy to. And I appreciate giving me the opportunity because it is something that, you know, I have a huge passion for. I don't want people to struggle. I don't want people to be so emotionally distraught that they're not able to make good decisions for themselves and for their family. Like you said, this time is one where we're not thinking clearly. And so by having someone kind of give you some tips for success about ways uh, to think and approach a situation, I think it would be very helpful. I wish I had that. I spent way too much time, energy, and money on maybe aspects of the divorce that really my energy would have been spent better elsewhere. And so I don't want people to repeat the, repeat the mistakes I made. And that's why I felt called to do what I'm doing to, to save people the, the aggravation and the frustration you know, from things that I had to go through. And so so I kind of condensed my years and many thousands and thousands, I'm gonna tell you how much I had to spend in my divorce. And I kind of condensed that right now as a starter course um, that will take you less than an hour to go through, but it will provide you a great foundation for how you need to approach the situation and get yourself in a, in a mindset to have the confidence to proceed. And so if it's okay with you and I appreciate giving me the opportunity, I'll tell you kind of, you know, kind of give you a high level of what's in the course and kind of how I, how I structured it. And so in my divorce, um, there were a lot of things going on that I won't get into today, but I felt like I had to rise above the petty things, the, all the complications, all the things going on and just focus on what was best and carry myself in such a way that I'd be respected by my kids when they saw me and how I would be around them, how I presented myself to professionals and also how I present myself to my soon-to-be ex. So there's some people who, um, you know, very emotionally charged, you know, and of course that's normal, but these are not things that you want to do or act that way in front of the people that you're dealing with, especially don't let your kids, um, you know, it's okay to show emotion sometimes, but they, you know, they, they look at you and they're going to rely on you um, as their rock in this situation, especially if they're, if you're, they're the ones living with you, if you're the primary caretaker. 
And so I, I, I've combined everything into a framework I called RISE, R-I-S-E, where each of those letters represents different um, things to consider and the way to act and things you need to do in divorce involving special needs. And some of these will apply to all divorce, but I do have a special needs twist to it. And so for instance, R is for recognize and resolve. You need to understand what it is you're facing and um, know that this is a difficult process. There's a grief cycle that you're going through, your kids are going through, and for any kind of change or loss, you're gonna have to recognize that you're dealing with that. And just by knowing that, I think it helps to know these things are normal, the way you're feeling and the way you're acting. And like you said, you're maybe scattered and may not be a focus and those things are normal depending on where you are in that process. And that's why another thing I advise as well is don't rush through this because it takes time for all these things to sink in and for you to accept you know, where you are. So you know, definitely don't just take the first, well, depending on your situation, but kind of you know, look at it through the lens of this is gonna be the long-term situation so don't rush into anything that maybe you could spend a little bit more time on um, that'll be best for your family. And then the other R is resolve. Make sure that you go out there with the intent that you're gonna get the best result for your family. And then for I, I have identify and investigate. So you wanna identify what it is you have. Sometimes um, the moms you know, may or may not be working, may or may not know their financial situation. Um, and so, you'll want to make sure that you understand, you know, what you have in terms of assets that are going to be have to be divided and what money's coming in, what money's going out and what money's need to spend for your expenses, especially for your child, because that in itself takes on its kind of a life of its own. And we'll talk about that a little bit as well. And so you want to investigate what those programs are going to cost for your child. What does it, what does it take for you to to provide for your child with special needs or disability what they need to you know, thrive medically as well as psychologically and emotionally and academically. What, does it, what do those programs look like? Does it, do they cost money? How much do they cost? Do they have special diet? Things like that. So you wanna think about those things and it's not something that we think about every day, but as you're planning for divorce, you wanna kind of have that you know, current outlook as well as long-term outlook in terms of what that's gonna look like. And then for S, I have uh, self-care, support, secure your team, and special needs considerations. So as I know as moms of special needs kids, a lot of times we don't put self-care as a priority. And I learned through this process that we are important. We do deserve to take care of ourselves because if we don't, we're not going to be able to take care of our kids. And like you said, we've got to be in the best position to make good decisions. And if we don't take care of ourselves, we're not going to be able to do that. So, um, you know, reach out for support to family, friends, um, you know, so listen to podcasts, listen to you know, different Facebook groups and in-person groups that can help support you and let you know that you're not alone, that you know, there's people there who've been through it, who can share your experiences and give you advice. So definitely um, take advantage of that. And then secure your team. Here in the US, um, we have um, you know, a lot of lawyers, um, some of our board certified, some are not, but you know, find someone who's had experience with special needs, because like I said, there's some things legally that need to be done the correct way, or else you'll have to go back later and fix it. And you don't want to have to spend more legal fees later. Uh, if you can help it, um, you want to find a financial person if you need that to help you, you know, plan for what you have and what you'll need in the future and help maybe make forecasts of what that's going to look like. And then also, you know, have a mental health professional 
as part of your team. And you know, of course, like myself, a divorce coach, if that you know works out for you, because you know, to help you to kind of pull everything together and have you think about what you need to do next in developing your plan. Like you said, we're taking care of so many things. There's so many things on our plate. So maybe you don't have the energy or focus to focus on the divorce by yourself. And so I'm here, like you said, to handhold whatever support you need anytime in the process and doesn't have to be regular sessions. Sometimes I work with people as needed, depending on where they are in the divorce. Sometimes there's more demands depending on deadlines of the divorce. So I'm flexible in that way as well. And then um, there's special needs considerations to consider. So for instance, you wanna make sure that both parents are on board with a disability and what that means and legally have it be part of the documents. And that can get complicated depending on if the other parent doesn't agree with that disability, then you've got to go through a whole nother process. Um, you've got to look at what the right parenting plan, possession plan, custody is going to look like for that child. You know, is it in their best interest to spend, um, you know, 50, sometimes parents want to do 50-50. Well, is that really in the child's best interest? Is that really, you know, for instance, kids with autism, you know, they don't do well with changes. So you want to have something consistent um, if you can. Right, and there's um, different recommendations I have for children on how to help them through the process. But you want to make sure that um, each parent is on board, having as much consistency, and agreeing on what's going to work out best for the child schedule-wise and how they uh, parent together. And then you want to um, consider, like I said, their long-term needs, and then there's all kinds of things about you know insurance and guardianship and. Uh, I won't get into them now, first party and third party trust we have here to protect the child as well and their assets, like I said, will be eligible for things in the future. So like I said, there's so many things for special needs that make it complicated. That's why it's so important to get people who are um, knowledgeable on the team who can help you figure out what those are and how to make sure that your child is protected for the future. Wow, so to get, to get a uh an introduction to that in a course that is an hour or a little over an hour is going to be is going to be quite a task. It was really a mouthful that you had to go to, to, to just explain all of the range of things that came up when you had to face divorce proceedings. Um, how are your children doing after the divorce? How, what was the experience that they had and that you had? Yeah, so um, I mean, they're doing well. We have our challenges and every day there's something new. Um, I mean, I will say the beginning of the process when, you know, what they were used to, mom and dad living at home and everything appearing to be fine, their world shifted all in one day. And that was very difficult for all of us. And so, yeah, my, one of my sons had behavior issues and you know, some regression. So we've had to work through that. And so, yeah, I, you know, recommend if you can find support, um, whether it's mental health or let the schools be involved, maybe they can understand what's happening so they can be there to support the child, let you know if they see anything out of character for the child, it kind of, so let them know, don't let, don't, don't yeah. exclude people. So we want um, people to be uh, part of the team is the whole larger community. Like I say, it takes a village. So we want everyone there to support the kids. And so I worked on a project where I helped create, uh, I was on a team where we did some webinars and I have them on video and I can send you the link for YouTube about how to support neurodiverse kids in divorce because there's not many resources for that either. I mean, it's hard enough to find them for me, but I had a trouble finding them 
for my kids. And so I wanted to create this resource for people to uh, reference. Um, and so, you know, part of the other thing too, which I, I know I kind of talked a lot about taking a breath, but the last, last <laughs> part of my, my framework is how to, you know, best express yourself, how to communicate with your team, with your um, soon to be ex-spouse, with your kids, and, and then, you know, then to embrace the change, you know, because divorce is a finite um, situation. It seems like it takes forever sometimes, and it seems like it'll never end. But one day we will be done with divorce and we have to look to the future and make it a bright future. So, um, you know, going with that attitude that this will end and things will be better when this thing is over and, and make put yourself in a position to make those good decisions so that your future will be as bright as possible. Wise words. I like how you pointed out that it's not just your family unit that has to face the divorce, that you can lean on the wider community, your wider family, or even the school community that supports your child. So at least in the case of some children, the changes that are happening as the family has the affected divorce happening, um, you can at least find some balance outside by letting the school remain the thing that remains familiar to your child. And there can be stability in that. There can be comfort in that for your child. So I love that you pointed that out because it didn't occur to me, um, but that, that certainly has to be for, for those children who are settled in a school environment with an IEP or, or some sort of, of, of a team that supports them. Um, how else do you step up in the home as the home is changing? Because I do remember you said, it's not just about when we are in the divorce process. There's a before divorce process, there's a during, and then you also do support for the after. And you ended that last uh, bit that you said by saying, you know, after the divorce is done, now is the time to build the next bright version of your life, right? Life hasn't ended, in fact, life, has just started. Right, so, look at me, I've got a whole new beginning. This is not something I would have foreseen five years ago that here I am being a coach. I mean, I was, granted I had a business background before I had kids, but for 20 years, I was a stay-at-home mom. That, you know, I mean, I advocated for my kids and did things with the school, but I didn't have a um, income earning position yeah. for that time. And so I kind of reinvented myself. It kind of happened that way where here I am, this is my new field. First time being an entrepreneur, first time, you know, doing podcasts and things like that. I never would have thought that would be in my future, but, but here I am because, you know, I think this is needed and I'm doing it to help others because I know how hard it can be. So I, and, and, you know, I, I was in a seminar today talking about my transformation and how you go from overwhelmed to success. And sometimes life happens to you and sometimes it happens for you. And so I feel like I've learned so much of this process that I have to now share with others to get them to the other side, which is a better situation. I mean, granted, you know, you, you probably have a lot of great, you know, memories in your marriage and hopefully that's the case, but sometimes for whatever reason, the marriage comes to an end and, but no, that's not the end for you. There's so much more for you and for your kids past divorce. And so I don't want people to lose sight of that as well. Before we wind down, Marianne, I have one thing to ask because you actually um, said there, you know, life happens for you. 
And that's an important mindset element. Mindset certainly has to play a part in keeping you afloat through all of these changes. And I think that a lot of mindset shifting has to happen because your life is changing and some things feel like you've lost, right? People like to say you're in this for life and you, you only get to talk about if you succeeded at marriage, but not so. So some of us may have to rethink the whole underlying belief system that we've lived our life with. Um, the question I have for you is, and there are so many mindset elements I know, because I, I cover them with my own life clients that, that I do coaching with, um, to help them to move from overwhelm and into you know, living their best life. But what would you say maybe two of the premier mindset elements are that, that somebody undergoing this decision to divorce might find support from? Yeah, so that's a good question. So, you know, to me, as I was married, as I was raising my kids, I think we kind of lose ourselves. We lose ourselves as a wife, as a mom, especially as a special needs mom. We have so much to take care of. We don't take care of ourselves. And through this process, I think I found myself again. My sister said to me um, that the old Marianne is back for a long time. I guess maybe I my needs and my personality in a way kind of took a back seat to the needs of my family, making sure everybody else's needs were met, making sure everybody else was happy. But, you know, I thought I was happy, but I guess I wasn't really doing things to take care of myself and further my interests. Um, and so this kind of put me on a path where I had to show up. I had to be confident and be strong and advocate for my kids. And that's the thing, the biggest thing we can do for our kids, advocate for our kids whether or not they have special needs or not, we're there as their parent. And that's our biggest role is for those that don't have a voice to be the, the voice for them. And so, um, and now here I am, I'm a voice for me, for my kids and for all these other families. And that's something um, that I think if it wasn't for this, I don't know that I'd be doing this type of work. And then, um, yeah, just, you know, always put your kids, First, I know, I know it has a little opposite of what I just said, but the approach I took in this divorce was not about me. It was about my kids. What do they need? And what can I do now that's going to help them um, survive and thrive and succeed now and in the future? Everything I do is for my kids. I mean, this business is for my kids so that they can also have a bright future, right? Um, but in everybody else's kids as well. So, so yeah, know that, you know, what you're doing today, it may be uncomfortable, it may be not something that you want to do, maybe you just wanted to get this whole divorce over with, and if that's your situation, and that's the best decision for your family, then, then that's what, you know, think about it, and that's what you, you know, maybe you can do, but if you think there's a better way, if you think there's something that you can come to an agreement on, something that you can work together with your soon-to-be ex-spouse to say, hey, let's not do the bickering. Let's not focus on what percentage you and I are gonna get. Let's focus on what our kids need. By putting them first, the whole divorce process will take a whole different tone and we focus on the children and then you won't have the animosity that I think happens in a lot of divorces where it's one pitted against the other. 
we become partners in looking out for the kids exactly. and that cooperative collaborative way to go about it and that changes the whole situation from one potentially of animosity and distrust and cheating and all of these things into well what are our shared priorities right, right. So, like you said I mean we don't expect to be divorced and you know it was hard for me to accept that I never saw that in my future but you know marriages come to an end for whatever reason and so we have to figure out how to get past that and I'm not saying that process is easy but um, but once we get to that point, know that you know, the better you can work with your ex-spouse and other members of the community to take care of the kids, then everyone's better off. Okay. So Marianne, this is Marianne, sorry. We are really just scratching the surface for the kind of wisdom that I know you have to share. Um, in our chat before we started recording today, you shared with me that there are so many free resources that you also have available. And so in the show notes, uh, with your permission, I'll share a link where people can go to your site, wherever it is that you have your free resources available. So we'll share one link to that. And then this amazing short or starter course that sets a foundation up for special needs parents at a very, very affordable price, way, way under $100 um, to build a strong foundation. That's a can't miss opportunity for anybody, even the ones who just want to make sure that they are on a solid footing, no divorce in sight, but it always helps you to make sure that you start putting things in place. Um, I'd love to also get that information from you. And in the show notes, we'll share a link so you can click and go straight to Mar Marianne's course and access that if it feels right to you. I wonderful, I appreciate that. Even I'm also happy to offer an additional discount. Like I said, I'm not here to you know, see this as a money-making course. I see this as an opportunity to educate people and get them on the right track to advocate for their families. So yeah, I appreciate the opportunity and I'd love for this to be accessible. Uh, and I'm happy to create more products and courses. So I'd love people's feedback into what they found helpful, what they need still more help on. And then that'll be my next project to work on the next, uh, the next step in more detail for um, each of the sections that I cover and maybe some additional things that aren't in this course. So yeah, that is my intent to keep um, building on this so that people have what they need and can um, find accessible, affordable information at their fingertips. Another thing that I'll put in the show notes is a link to leave us a voice message on this uh, podcast episode. So you can click that link and actually leave your feedback, which I'll be able to share with Marianne. Tell us what you really loved, what you know, was a godsend to you out of all the things, all the wisdom that she shared. Tell us what other questions you want answered and what resources might make a real difference in this area, because that's going to help Marianne to give value to the people that she desires to make a difference to. Exactly, this is my first course. So this is a new project for me, but I, you know, I was, I really want to get something out there. So like I said, as a starter, I think it's a great, introduction and get you on the right path to success but yeah there's definitely so much more that we can do in courses and if you need to reach out to me to work individually i'm happy to do that as well and like i said there's plenty of free resources as well to um you know help you in your journey and, and i'll send a link about 
the videos on how to support your kids as well. I think that's helpful. Well, Marianne, this has been such a value-filled episode. I think people will just go away with your RISE process and say, wow, I didn't know there were so many things to weave together as I walk through this. And then one hour later, you can come out with so much more clarity on each of those RISE elements. So don't miss the opportunity, listeners. Um, and please make sure to give Marianne feedback because people who lead with their heart like she does deserve to get that feedback to say you're making a difference and we are grateful. So thanks so much, Marianne, for sharing your time and your wisdom with us. And I'm sure we'll be hearing more from you here as well as on all of your social media platforms, et cetera as you continue to add value. Okay, thank you so much. Appreciate all your time and all your listeners as well. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.